What's up, everybody? It's your friend Isaac from Big Bike BMX. And you guys, tonight, we've got some sick podcastery lined up for you. Ooh, nice. See what I did there? I see what you did there, bro. No Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we, we couldn't keep it a secret, man. Um, Craig, why don't you introduce our next guest, dude? I'm stoked about this. Hell yeah, man. I'd be happy to. Um, everybody out there at Big Bike BMX, you may have heard that voice. You you probably know who we got up on the show because you read the title of this podcast. But let me be the first to introduce you to uh, the throne team rider, the CEO of DZ LLC, one of the most inspirational, one of the most hottest dudes out there on a bike. And I mean that with all the skill and style this guy possesses. Please give us a big welcome, a big bike BMX welcome to DZ. What's up, dude? What's going on, y'all? I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Dude, all right. So, uh, man, I could fill this entire hour talking about your entrepreneurial game and not even talk <laughs> about bikes, dude. I'm so, I'm so, as like, I'm a risk being, you know what? I am a dad. I'm give you a dad moment, man. I'm really proud of watching you over this like past year make oh, such big you. moves, dude. Big moves. And like, because you guys, I'm not just a fan of DZ. I'm a customer of DZ. Like before right. my channel was anything, DZ went, man, how long, like an extra, I'd think like an extra week you spent on my pad set and I wasn't anybody in. For nothing. sure. No, that was a dope pad for real. You like, that was before my industrial machine, before my good material. That was like my, my starting stuff right there. I appreciate Dude. it for sure. You guys, uh, go back on the channel, look up DZ. I, I, I do an unboxing and review of uh, DZ pads and dude, extra mile through and through. Like, do you remember them, Craig? Do you, do you, have you I seen do. that video? <clears throat> yeah, I totally I saw the video. What I want to know, like, are you still doing those DZ or, or still doing them? But I have assistance as well. Look at that. Yeah, yeah my man. I like it. Got the <laughs> yeah. assistance. He's like, I got it, but I got assistance too. Man, I got good you, enough to teach somebody, so it, it gives me more time to make content, ride, and just be outside. I got to say, man, that's one of the things that I like about you, and we can get into a whole bunch of other things I like about you, but like the level of like your skills on a bike, but you take it also with everything you do. It just seems like you know, you've got this entrepreneurial um, aspect about you. Like, What got you into, like, how did you end up with an industrial sewing machine at your house? And like, how did that all start? Well, this is my garage right here slash office. This is where everything's at. Um, I look back, probably my my uh intro entrepreneurial life was like probably middle school. Um, I never, never really didn't have uh my mom. She 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 came up poor, and then she got into uh wholesaling or selling vacuums door-to-door selling and then she worked her way up to be a distributor basically buying vacuums for wholesale having her own crew some stuff for her and just watching movies going up watching her move exactly and (laughs) then i saw candy in middle school candy it started with candy uh after doing that making like 80 bucks a day then went from like shoes then to dirt bikes living dirt bikes uh shoes and that's where like i got more money in there from there, clothing, uh, bike parts. This is a lot. This is a lot. 
No, I'm intrigued, bro. I, like money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Isaac and I grew up single mom, you know, from a young age. Um, we call it right. from the street. It's a hustle. It's a grind, you know. Um, you're you're like you're a you're a businessman at a young age, you know, you're starting with candy, then you're up, you know, bike parts. You always had something that was on your plate so you could grind, so you can keep your hustle going right. and, and keep the progression, you know. That, um, Isaac, I mean, sounds like I, us. Dude, okay, so I remember watching, so I've been watching your videos for a long ass time, dude. Yes, and sir. so I remember watching videos and I'm like, all right. And you were doing like some how-to tricks and like how to do like the handlebar rides and stuff like that, how to do wheelies. Yep. I was like, all right, this is cool. It's not just ride out coverage, which is phenomenal. Uh, Self film stuff. I was like, all right. And so I knew about cork it. And I knew about your your putting out bike content. So I'm like, dude has two hustles because content, you guys, full time job, full time job. Sure. Especially when you're when you're looking at it, you know, you have, excuse me, you have somebody like DZ who, like, this is your job. Biking is your job. And so, you've got the eight hour grind, at least eight hours of like filming, editing, crafting new creative stuff. Then you got to go check your orders for Corkit, like your clothing that yeah. you have. Then I remember seeing something like, oh, yeah, he's got pad, like DZ pads. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump real quick and buy some pads before <laughs> he changes his mind. Yeah. I'm like third hustle. But, it, dude, it seems like you in this last year. Okay. And, and I'm assuming everybody knows your bike story. Um, and then I, I've you've done so many interviews and everyone asks you the same thing. So I really like Craig and I are both just absolutely uh, like I'm astounded at what you, what you're able to accomplish at, at a such a young age. What Craig was alluding to is that entrepreneurial spirit. And then three, how you, you show everybody like, Hey, you can do this too. That, that positive influence that you have in bike life. So I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by all three. So you know, for me, I think it's what, what do you think in, in 2021, what new hustles are you going to, to go for? Oh, I forgot oh, to even yeah. mention the new, po- the new podcast episode too. The new, uh, was it ride or slide? Ride or slide. Yeah. The, uh, my, my first episode of ride or slide, essentially, uh, my followers, my supporters sending their bike, they sent their bikes. And I rate them as in like ride or slide, where I ride it, where I slide it. So uh, I had like, like a lot of bikes on that episode. I had started that, or well, I had take, taken uh, submissions probably like November. So two months ago, three months ago. And then I was just thinking of a way to edit it. Kind of procrastinating because with that video, it's like, it's not just cutting. It's, I sync the audio, the camera, Add the pictures, add the Instagram, crop everything. So it's pretty dope. I like the uh, end result. And it got like a lot of uh, views early, so which is dope. A lot of comments, a lot of likes. So I might make more episodes for sure. Dude, I, I hope you do. It showed up early on my it showed up early on my notifications, but I'm also yes, on that sir. notification <laughs> gang. So um loved it. Dude, I, Craig, did you get to see the episode? Did you see it? I, I saw the notification for it. I wanted to see it. I, I just haven't gotten to it, but what it's all goody, it? it's all goody. Yeah, yeah, Dude, it's, thank you. What, what, what inspired you to get get into like the rider slide thing? Because that's pretty well, ingenious as far as um I want to I want to call content. out one other thing too, because it's Craig, it's not just 
BMX bikes. He does, he does like fixie track bikes. It's not just. Right. right? So, it's, so tell us about that. So like what, what, what type of bikes and, and how did you like end up going, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask people for content so I can like judge their bike and whether I ride it or I'm going to slide it. Well, I'm big on interacting with my uh, supporters. Um, and I felt like that was an opportunity for us to interact with each other on like a different level. Obviously, I can't hop on the phone with them and FaceTime them. They let me see a bike, but also it's content. So I had talked to my uh, my big homie, my OG, Russ Jalopy. I sent the idea like, yeah, I'm about to do this uh, episode right a slide right now. He's actually on the phone with me while I was doing it. I was talking about it. And him, he's a marketing director. So I got his point of view from it. He was like, yeah, bro, that's dope. But as like a, a marketing director, I don't think that's the best idea because you want to uplift brands and be positive. But I was like, I get you, bro. But at the same time, I told him like, when I was younger, I did some crazy stuff to my bike. And when I look back at the picture, I'm like, why did I put a <laughs> huge decal on the crank arm? Right. Why did I spray paint my rims like that? So that also gave me the opportunity to give my opinion because I feel like it's, it could be important to like kids that uh, build their bike or want to customize it. Because when I was, uh, when I started off riding, I wanted to, I seen some spoke skins uh, on a bike, same bike I had, and I didn't know they're spoke skins. So I spray painted, I literally took my wheel apart, every spoke off and spray painted it. And then I realized, <laughs> like, hey, wait, how am I going to put it back together? And then right. I, back then I didn't know how to maintain my bike. I didn't know you had a true, a wheel. I didn't know there was like anything to that. I thought it was like a nut, you just unscrew it, screw it back together. Right. And so did you have to like, were you thinking about like rider slide means like a bike, like you'll look at someone's bike and yeah. you'll, and you'll like review it or look at it, whether it be a fixie or, or, or whatever type of bike. Right. right, and, right. and your choice is like, would DZ ride this bike or would DZ slide this bike, which means like next, right. It's kind of like yeah. swiping on it. Did you yeah. ever, was, was there any like consideration or talk between you and Jalopy? Like, would there be some kids who'd be like, oh man, DZ slide it on my bike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't mention that. Yeah. He said that. But then again, it's like, it's not saying your bike is trash. It's not saying it's ugly. You can have like a super fly bike, but I just won't ride it. Right. Right. Your bike I, can be dude, $10,000. I, I, I still wouldn't want to ride that because it's not my thing. I'll throw I'll, I'll definitely submit some of my bikes so you can get some slides on there without feeling bad. You know what I mean? Because like I'm still gonna like you if you slide my bike, dude. But nah, I, dude, yeah. I, Craig, I was thinking the same thing, man. I'm like, so you guys, D DZ's reputation. I we've never met face to face, but like reputation wise, um, like known as being like the most positive, friendly dude out there. So when that segment came up, man, I'm like, just you guys watch his face, and it's like he has to he has to do a quick blur and quit. Because you can see it hurts him to slide on anyone's bike. Like, you can tell dude's just like, man, I don't want to slide on your bike, homie. <laughs> I made a disclaimer, too. Like, your yeah. bike is not trash. I would Don't throw it away. It's just, I, it, my, I wouldn't ride it. Yeah. Even if, I even if it. it looks nice. Like, I, I still wouldn't ride it. It's not my type of bike to ride. What was it like uh, having someone submit your bike? Like, your signature bike to that? Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hmm. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like, then again, I wasn't really mentioning uh, bicycle companies. 
But then I did mention the fact that my face is on it. So that's a ride. That's a right. rodery. Right. But then again, like I didn't mention uh Throne Cycles, I didn't mention SE Bikes, GTs, all these companies in the video, but I just disregarded all that and just focused on the components, placements of stuff, uh colors. So what are what are some like with some of the bikes that you did say that you would ride, like what what were things that stood out to you? Um to to kind of give it that like DZ ride feel like oh yeah I'd ride that bike are you looking at like if, if it's an aftermarket thing like certain parts or is it like just the style the look the the um the feel and flavor of the bike I mean I know some bikes like I ride some bikes that look fire but I ride it it's like kind of weird so I kind of judge it on like parts that I rock parts that I wish I had bikes that are interesting like uh um my guy weird wheels he submitted like a bike it looked like a beach cruiser but i think it was an snm bike i'm not too familiar but it had a bunch of bmx parts on it and then uh has it had like a lot of willy components like bmx components but the frame was like a cruiser style frame i follow so that guy on his i'm sorry dc go ahead He's dope. He's dope yeah i, seen I follow bikes. him on instagram bro he has got isaac have you seen weird wheels on Instagram, you got to check his page out, man. This yeah. dude, it, he's got a name that's fitting, even though I wouldn't say his bikes are weird, man. They're just like strangely awesome. Like some of his right. bikes, he's got some sway bikes. He's got like a bike that you pedal and it's got like a lawnmower hood on the bottom with the blades, you know, like when you ride your bike on the lawn, it cuts the grass. That's like, crazy. Like some of that stuff. Yeah, it's super dope. Um, So DZ, like. That, I mean, that's incredible that you got that, you know, you've got, you've got all these things going on. Um, you know, one of the things that um, I want to talk to you about, I was having a conversation the other night with somebody and, and the, and what came out and, you know, I was saying, the, oh, we got, you know, DZ's coming on the show this week. And they were talking about um, you being like one of the like top role models in bike life. Right. And I hate to kind of like word for word say it, but like, I don't think it's even bike life. I think it's just life in general. Like, what is a this you know what does that word mean to you role model like do you consider yourself like right now in a position to be a role model i mean how does how does your vibe feel about you know what what you're like portraying out on the streets or in social media or whatever like does that word mean something to you i mean i feel like anybody can be a role model but i want to be on the more optimistic positive side of of a role model but yeah, I do consider myself as a role model. And then it does show like when parents hit me up or people comment on my stuff, DM me, it's just like, it's not really a part of my marketing or branding to be positive, optimistic. Not that it just organically happens. And then I wouldn't really change it other than, uh, it's like I'm not going to fix what's, what's not broken. So it's like, if I'm not doing anything wrong, just keep doing me. I like that. I like the way that you put that. Like, it's nothing that, you know, you're, you're like trying to like fake or anything. It's organic. It's just the, who you are. And it's like the, the, the way you portray yourself, the way you handle yourself, you know, like, you know, the eyes are on you. Obviously you got a large social media presence, um, right. as well as like, you're very active on ride outs. You're very active in a lot of things that have to do with bike life. So it's obvious that there's going to be like younger folks, you know, kids, even grown ups, adults, guys, me and Isaac's age 
who look at you and it's like the way that you handle yourself. To me, I agree with the comment that I heard, like DZ is a role model. And I'm glad that you said, you know, I'm just doing me because if I keep doing that, it's organic and it's not fake. Right. It's not rehearsed and it's not acted, you know? Right. And I wasn't always like that either. Like, I'm not sure when exactly I started being more positive, uh, but I, was, I wasn't I was always posting, you know, positive stuff. I was, I used to cuss on Instagram crazy, post whatever I wanted to, but I think one day I just like, just thought about uh, bigger influencers, riders. I was like, they're not really doing it right. Yeah, so I, I mean, gotta, you know, do my way. Isaac and I were talking on other shows as well, and we talk about this all the time. Like, although we get a lot of DMs, I'm sure you do too, like, probably 10 times more than Isaac and I about, you know, DMs asking, How can I get sponsored? How can I get this or that? It, with some, it's just like they want some, they want like a merch grab, they want a free right. shirt, they want a free pair of shoes, or, you know, bike, whatever, right? But really, some do have the talent, some do have what it takes to move up that ladder into the sponsorship role or to be an influencer like you are. But it's like, you know, there's a lot that goes along with it too. Um, there's, you know, your social media, the, the choices you make, the, the decisions that you put online for everybody to see influence not only the people watching you, but the brands that you represent um, are definitely you know, keeping an eye on your, your activities too. So, um, that's one thing like, like Isaac, we, we tell kids all the time, you know, it's like, you got to just be organic, go have fun and, and do the right thing. And, and, you know, you'll get recognized. And for a lot, you know, it's like delayed gratification. They, they want the instant likes, they want the instant following, and they also want the instant sponsorship, you know, like, well, why has that person got it? And I don't. Right. I mean, I made some uh, some clips on YouTube or videos videos on YouTube, like um, uh, tips to get sponsored. So I kind of explain like not necessarily your steps. Like, okay, first do this, send this DM, uh, hit them up at this time. But like telling them kind of how I did it and ways to stay away from not getting sponsored. So just making that video, um, they're gonna they're gonna take it how they want to like. They might see that video. Uh, some might see it like really useful. It might be like some might be like, uh, I'm straight. I'm straight. Right. And then I don't know. It's just obviously people think like different. I don't know why they wouldn't want to, you know, put uh, the smoke down, not post it. I'm not sure. A little bit at the same time because I'm really close to their ages rather than someone else. Like that's like an owner of a company. Right. Um, probably like. It makes them look cool. Exactly. Yeah. Knowing that, yeah. no, showing that you smoking this big blunt or drinking this big bottle makes you look cool. It really don't to me. I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think for me it's it's a good a good question I have for you is like at what point did you realize I'm a brand and I can market myself? Because I think that's one thing that a lot of a lot of these younger writers, and I say younger, not in a derogatory term, but I mean, look at me. Um, you know what I mean? Like everyone's younger than I am. And I, I, I feel like it's not my place to try and coach kids and say, hey, you know, I know big brands 
and I know what they're looking for. And I know you've got talent. I know you've got skills, but like you're going to get overlooked if you're swerving cars. Like that's a liability that no brand is going to want to. The the legal team will, will not get past your Instagram to even show you sponsorship. So at what point did you look at, at your yourself and say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to do something different. Like what was there something? Was there a moment? Was there a conversation you had? Mm, I've never really had anyone tell me like, yo, you need to stop you know, cussing on the ground. Um, stop talking reckless like uh, to other people trying to uh, hate under my comments. Now you won't even see me reply to crazy comments like that. I just don't have the energy to reply to negative energy and it don't look good for me and it just, it won't do anything. Yeah. It sounds um, like, it sounds like you're, you know, it comes with maturity too. You know, not that I'm not trying to uh, say that you were an Im- immature person by any means. I'm just talking about growing up, you know, right. it's almost like, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to put some of this to the side. I'm going to put some of this drama to the side. And, and you know, exactly. I really, you know, as you're progressing too, um, I know you're like, man, I'm starting to get to a point where um, I'm doing like commercials for Verizon or I'm representing the shoe company. And if I have certain responses to things that are public and, you know, people can see those, you're, they're going to be like, um, Hey, DZ, mm, probably ain't going to happen. You know, like, I'm sure that is that in the back of your mind too, is like, I got eyes on me. That's probably my first, my first thought is probably like, um, my, my audience and like the youth. I wouldn't want to promote stuff that the youth shouldn't be doing because that's literally the future. A lot of stuff I post and I say, and I do is for the youth. Even though the older crowd likes it, that's cool, but it's for the youth. That's that's who will be in our places when we get older. So care if we care for the youth, they'll care for you know our kids and the world we live in. That's mainly my main reason why I do it. After that, that's where it comes into like, oh yeah, these brands are watching me. If I post this, this brand might see it, might not like me. But that's not my, my first come to mind when it comes to like me being me. I think that, I think that speaks to the the question or the topic we were talking about a second ago, <clears throat> excuse me, about you being a role model. So it's not so much to be a role model for X, Y, Z company. It's really because you're trying to set a precedence um, with the younger um, crowd or with, with people in general, because, you know, a lot of people looking at you, like we mentioned, and here you are saying, I want to carry myself so I can be that role model for others when they look at me to say, if you want to be like me or if you want to do the things I do, you know, look at how I carry myself, you know. And I think that's pretty dope because I'm not saying it's missing in bike life, but I'm saying there could be more of it, you know, more step up people, more leadership and more role models. So especially right now, it, of course, it's just you got to define what's cool because everyone wants to be where the coolness is at i want to be cool like like i want to do some cool stuff on my bike everyone wants to go to what is cool which is not a bad thing like kids want to want to be cool that's just like no one can say they don't want to be cool so like tattoos are cool 
no cussing is loud it's cool playing crazy music over a song over a, a video trying to get sponsored that that looks cool but me the reason why i don't have tattoos is because kids most of the time they want a tattoo because their favorite influencer has one rap, rapper has one but their reasoning or their tattoo is going to have a lot of meaning to it but in the kids mind is they're going to get some random it's like let me explain it better kids is going to go to what's cool if i make being positive cool i feel like it's just going to turn out pretty decent rather than promoting drugs native stuff like that so like yeah it's just being younger you're not gonna know the full picture the entire meaning of like why someone does that like for example the tattoo thing i can get tattooed all of my arm super 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 meaningful to me and other people who actually look at it but real quick on the ground and someone sees it like a kid sees it oh he got tattooed i'm gonna get one but they're not gonna put as much meaning into the art as like Dizzy did or McMill did. It's like that to me. I dude, I get it, bro. I got two, I got well, I got three kids, bro, and I gotta try and tell them not to get tattoos. That's awkward. That's gonna be hard. Yeah, hard, yeah. I all the time, man. I tell them like, hey, I was like, your mom and God made you perfect. Daddy needed decorations. Right. <laughs> That's all I got right now, and they don't question it. So, well, well, DZ makes a good point, man. It's like, I mean, DZ could go out there and and light his wheels on fire and do a wheelie, and the, the next day or that night, whatever, you will see a thousand kids lighting their wheels on fire and doing a wheelie. Like they look yeah. up to you. I mean, not I'm sure you know it, but it's like with influencers, with people who ha- are in a position to to um, influence the younger um, generations and stuff. Like whatever you do it ends up being a part of them too. Even like you said, if it doesn't have meaning to them, but it, mean, it means something to you, they see you have it and they're like, oh, we got to do that. Yeah. You know, right. Dude, dude, huh? Dude, I was going to say as like, as an old guy, think about the influence that like, dude, this will blow your mind, Greg. Like if you think about, okay, riders that were DZ's age when we were 12, 13, 14, how much influence they had to the point where like, I think a lot of those dudes influence who I am now as a grown ass man. Totally. You know what I mean? That's a lot of pressure to put on like someone like, you know, DZ's age, man. I, I, I appreciate the shit out of you, dude, just taking it, you know what I mean? And, and riding with that torch. Appreciate it. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of people that are going to stand up and be like, you know what? I'll be, (laughs) I'll be a positive light. Like, and I'm going to shred. That's the thing. Like there's a lot of people that want to be positive, but you know, they don't have the skills, but then, you know, some of your caliber, dude, um, I got to know. And you can tell, like, you can lie to me, dude, and just I. You gotta tell me. You gotta tell me what I what I want to hear. Was riding in an abandoned water park the best experience, like, of twenty twenty for you? It's like a playground, bro. It's a yeah. playground for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially for people who do jumps. Like, I don't, I don't jump as much, but for someone that does that, Willie's lit, super lit, dude. You guys go watch that video, like. DZ gets to play in an abandoned water park uh, and slides. Lake Dolores. It's like um, close to Vegas, close to uh, SoCal. It's lit. How did that happen, dude? Like, was that, I mean, did you, like, dude called you and was like, hey, man, you want to go play in this water park? You're like, (laughs) that's that's kind (laughs) of how it went. So 
the the first time I went there was uh probably like a week prior to the video you're talking about. So I had went uh I was going to Vegas for uh the annual seven ride. On the way to Vegas, my bad. On the way to Vegas, um it was Lake Dolores. And uh my homie Fame, he was like, no, we gotta go get some content or something. So it was like right when I looked it up, the exit was right there. So skirt pulled off, went to the uh abandoned uh water park, got some clips briefly, got some photos, checked it out. Uh not majorly, not like inside every building, the whole park, but we went through real quick and then went out. And then a week later, uh Ian Barlett, aka the Barlett Bike Life Journal, that's my guy. He hit me up. He was in town um at the time. He actually he went to Vegas like the day after I uh I went. I had to leave early, but he stayed, got some content with uh my boy C Breezy, and then hit me up. He said we gotta go to the abandoned water park. I was down for it. Uh he picked me up, we went was there from like 11 to like five, getting straight content, pictures uh, in the sunset, um, uh, videos, 360 clips, POV shots, it was lit. Yeah, man, so, it, I enjoyed it. Like you get to do a lot of cool stuff, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. And it your content is so creative. Um, do you find, like, how do you find your creativity like to, to pick content? Cause I know that you're also on TikTok where yeah. you are like blown the hell up, dude. Like you have a lot, a lot of people looking at your stuff. So your content yeah. is definitely like when I scroll just the other day, I was scrolling through um, your Instagram and you were like between two um, like big rig trailers. Yep. And the whole time you're riding through the middle, bro, you're like, no panic. No don't panic. panic. Don't like, panic. Yes. Sir. Right. That's and I'm like, I'm sitting there panicking, like, man. How's he going <laughs> to this whole thing? That's like over 40 feet of trailer. And it was like the width of your handlebars, bro. You know? Yeah. So like, where, where does that creativity come from? I mean, do you get help with that too? Or is that something that just formulates in your brain as you're just thinking about stuff? I mean, I do get help from Instagram. Um, people I'm riding with. Usually it's me trying to do something like creative during like a little small ride. Like during a ride, like, hey, yo, pull over to that parking lot real quick. Let me go check that out. Let's go this way instead of this way. Um. I don't necessarily look on the gram to see what I'm going to do next. I look on the gram to see what not to do. Okay. And something else to do. So you're basically like, if everyone's doing X, Y, Z, I'm going to do, you know, ABC. I want to do something exactly. everybody's not doing. Yeah. I, say that one more time for the people that weren't paying attention. Cause that's, that's the biggest bomb drop. I think you could possibly give somebody. Just, just stay different, stay different. Um, what you see on the gram is not necessarily what you got to recreate or um, you don't got to try it, but it is fun. I try tricks I see on the gram all the time, but try something different. Like what you see on the gram is probably what the hundred time has been done. Try something different, catch new attention, try something crazy you never did before. It's, it's a cool feeling when you try something and everyone's like amazed because why didn't they think of it? Stuff like right. that. It can be little simple stuff too, like riding through two big old truck trailers. It's like that's been done before. It's not no. It's not a new trick. It's just it looks dope. Angle is cool. Simple. I like simple Isaac, stuff. Isaac, have you seen? Um, it seemed like a few months ago, DZ added a new 
kind of like skill to his his set and i was stoked when i saw it it's the you know when stoppies. he started when he started doing the stoppies the nose wheelies and i'm like i'm always like eyeballs like it catches my attention so hard when i'm gonna say basically like wheelie riders um combo wheelie riders start getting into what isaac and i call old school tricks like nose yeah. wheelies stoppies and it's like and you know you and like jacob santos and guys like that who have like very creative technical like minds doing that stuff is incredible you know i would love to see as you're an influencer we were talking about a role model i'd love to see more and more kids following your footsteps <clears throat> excuse me to um trying new tricks you know um, right. adding to the wheelie and the combo skill set with old school like front end tricks or scuffing or anything like that i, I mean, love those old school bmx tricks i love them Every time uh, we do a ride in San Diego, or uh, on, on Sundays they do like a little uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's near the beach on Sundays. They like a little dead end, a uh, cul-de-sac. They do a bunch of tricks right there. It's dope. I'm like y'all can leave without me. I'm just staying here and watching them. It's crazy. Isaac, I wonder if that's if he's it's talking John, about it's down. John's Flatland. It's like John's Flatland Jam. Yeah, exactly right down mm -hmm. there. Is it like in, in like a cul-de-sac or a court where there's some like restaurants or businesses? Yep, exactly. That's John's Flatland. Yeah. Have you seen John Bolt? Do you know? Do you know who John Bolchins is from Harrow, or any of those guys? No. I need to do my homework. Does he have long hair? Uh, no, the opposite. He's bald. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a he's a he's got a shaved head, and uh, he's got a Scottish accent. He's always on Harrow. Has Harrow gear on. Maybe I'll put you in I, touch. I've seen him. him. I'll put yeah, you in touch he, with he's him. He's dope. Yeah. He he's dope. the brand manager at Harrow. Anyways, like him and he's his, he's basically to Harrow what Todd is to SE. Right kind of like That's that lit. yeah yeah. every time i see them riding they just getting busy i'm just watching filming taking notes that I you know that. that leads me to my next question you know you're 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 influencing so many people but like when you say that you're you're watching you're studying you're taking notes right when you're out there who have been your influences like what or what what type of um, writers do you look at or do you have certain people that you can say that they were your influences? Um, regarding tricks, uh, this is guy, I can't pronounce his name, but it's like third, third world countries where they do like the uh, endos on the, on the front wheel. I forgot his name. I want to, I really want to uh, show y'all though and show the podcast and y'all probably seen him. These are these are guys from overseas and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always like Isaac and I are always talking about who our influences are. While you're looking that up, and you know our influences from back in the day come from like the 80s and 90s, and up through like all the all the eras, different eras of BMX. And uh, you know, I, I tell kids all the time, DZ. I'm like, hey, because they're like, bro, I want to learn some new tricks, man. What can I do? You right. know. You, you're kind of an old school dude. So I always send them out to YouTube um, and to watch some of these old school riders do tricks that were invented or, you know, maneuvers that were used back in the 80s and 90s. And it's crazy because they're coming back like on another ride out that I see them on. They're like, hey, bro, watch this. I got this one down. I'm like, damn, dude, that only took right? you like two weeks to learn that. Giving me right. all kinds of anxiety, dude, because like, like I got one shtick, man. I've got Flatland Freestyle from the 80s. And as long as you kids don't start learning those tricks. I still got like my little foot in the game, but man, the minute you guys start deciding like tail whips sound fun, boomerangs are cool. 
Right. So, so a, wait, you don't want him to learn those tricks because that's not at all, hard. man. Like, let me have my moment. That's no. your one up. But there'll always be a way that you do it that probably no one can reach. Right. That's where I'm at with my stuff. Like my, my trick book, anyone can do it. But then there's a reason why I may do it better or do it good or maybe do a different way, different uh, variation that catches people's attention. Yeah, Isaac like and I talk in. about this too, bro. We we talk about how we can see, like, we know certain riders just from their style. Doing this, like, you can line up five old school freestyle riders and tell them to do the same trick and silhouette themselves out. Like, we can't see them. And just by the way they flare or they do something with, you know, put their little twist on it, we know who that guy is. We, oh, that's right. this, that's Eddie Fiola. Oh, that's R.L. Osborne. Oh, that's Mike Buff. You know, and it's so, I totally get what you're saying. Like, even though you do tricks that, you know, probably you didn't invent, you do them in a right. certain way. It's like, that's the DZ style. You could see it. Right. Dude, for sure you can see it. The stylery. No, Calvary. Yeah, this, is one of the, <laughs> this is one of the guys right here. Camille. Okay. He's dope. He does a lot of uh, crazy stuff. What's his Man. Instagram, DZ? Camille Stunts. And how do you spell Camille? K-A-M? K-A-M. A M I L Camille stunts. Yeah, he's dope. I like him. Um, Jake 100 for sure. I just watch him all the time, but like he started doing some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that just made me just not want to ride my bike. He he does crazy stuff, as I've probably seen. Uh, ride with no wheel, making the wheel bounce off the wall, catching it, putting it back on his bike in, in mid wheelie. It's crazy. He's crazy. That's my guy, though. Susie um, went dude perfect, man. I was kind of done. I was like, man, what, what, like the dudes are like handing handing around like the wheel, like it's a, you know what I mean, like it's a basketball. They're just like popping it off of like, like you said, dude, popping it off of like down some stairs against the wall, and dude catches it in his forks. I'm like, yeah, it's like it's, it's crazy stuff. Like it's cr it's like how and why? <laughs> what made you? What made you do that? What made you think that's like? possible like that's crazy uh one wolf frank he does some dope stuff in traffic i like watching him it's my young bull are you hitting up ride outs a lot i mean i i know you go to ride outs but like lately um because of covid and everything like it seems like the structure has changed i'm i'm seeing a lot of ride outs actually grow you know like more people are like sheltering in place and they need an outlet to get outside a lot of people are getting new bikes and bike a lot of people selling out selling out like there's not even a bike in any bike shop in the usa it seems like like they're all private sales do you think like i mean first my first question is have you been like just as active in the ride out scene or in the in riding out in public um or have you been holding back and then you know no, I, was, yeah, I was just talking about this um I have been going to ride outs, but I don't usually do my, yo, what's up? What up, bro? How you been? What up? What up? What up? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yo, what up? Before and after the rides. So I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, like, we I don't think we should touch hands. I don't think we should talk like this, like we used to. But yeah, I still go to rides. Um, I ride. I don't wear a mask when I ride. But when I stop, I try to put my mask on or hold it to my face. Uh, while I'm stopping at like stops, gas stations like that, so it's a little different. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it was brought to my attention. Like I probably shouldn't keep going to all these rides with all these people. Cause like, yeah, like the uh, county, whatever, social media police are saying no big gatherings. But at the same time, they say, they encourage you to go ride a bike, go be active and go outside. But like when you go ride a bike and be active, meet with big crowds, it's like kind of like a, uh, it's kind of weird. No. Yeah, it doesn't, it does, well, I mean, there's talk about current events, dude. I mean, up in Modesto, you've got the police department coming down hard on a, on that, that crew of riders. Um, what advice, and I'm going to put you on a, in an awkward spot. What advice would you give people that, that are in a scene where, you know, the police are cracking down on bike life? Like, what do you, do you say like, Hey, you know what? Just walk away. Do you say, make it work? What advice would you give those kids? Um, I mean, in the position where the cops are trying to lock it down, try to like put it down. I say, man, like, regardless of how it goes, a cop is going to do what the cop wants to do. Uh, most likely, they were given orders to do whatever. Yep. So they trying to do their job. Um, even if like, um, I say, just uh, don't be in the mix. Like you see a crowd over there getting crazy with the cops, like you don't want to be in that mix. Try to encourage your homies not to be in a mix with you. Cause then that makes a different crowd uh not you know where they shouldn't be. Me, honestly, that's what I do. Like I try to like the dogs can talk to the police, try to calm them down. Hopefully they're doing that. Uh rather than some kids doing whatever they gonna do, have the older people talk to them, and then if it do get heated, just ride away. Don't don't ride home, but like just you don't want to be the person in the cops' face screaming F twelve F twelve like get out of here. We trying to ride, but like you can just do that over there, or just just stay away from all the action. I say yeah. that. Yeah, we had um we had the organizer of the Santa Cruz ride out on our show. His name is Tom Lofren. Um, and we were talking to him about the same thing. You know, he's like as as the crowd of riders in a ride out grows, right? Whether it even be thirty or 3000 there's always going to be you know first and foremost you can't control everybody and second it's like there are going to be some even though you stand up before the ride and say look here's here's the here's how we're going to play the game today here's the rules of the road you know tell everybody you know uh stay the right you know do this do to that don't swerve don't ride on the other side of traffic and all that there will always always be the group that does right and you can't control it you can't be everywhere at once even if your ride is set up with safety even if it's set up with you know adults who can keep others in line or at least be able to monitor things is like there's always going to be a faction that doesn't so like isaac mentioned with modesto it was just it just seemed like a breakdown um and that I same seen- that same situation happened uh i don't know if y'all seen but same thing happened to one of my events last july I saw it. Oh yeah, yep. I saw it. Yep. So about that, it's like the same thing that happened. And then while it was happening, it's a lot going on. A lot of kids I gotta, you know, look out for. Cause I am looking out for them. I'm not their mom or dad, but I'm I still wanna look out for them. A lot of cops I gotta, you know, watch what's going on and mind my business, uh like distance wise. I don't wanna be in their face. So that kind of happened um the way it started. Uh, for the people that haven't seen, the way it started, um, 
I started off my ride out at a bike shop. Um, the first time I seen, first time we had an interaction with the cops was, a cop was called because a kid was riding his bike while using his phone. That's, that's how the first cop got called. That was at the middle spot. Um, and it's my ride. I'm big on being front line when it's time. You know, I wouldn't uh, want someone else to handle, you know, my ride when it comes down to it like that. So when the first cop put up, I talked to him. Um, he told me what's happening. I told him what's happening. He was like, all right, um, I'll make sure, like, you don't get a call like that again. Took off. Uh, probably, like, 20 minutes into the ride, another cop uh, put up. Um, I wasn't there at the time. So we had rolled up a hill to bomb the hill. Uh, some stayed down. It was a crazy hill. We got to the top. Uh, a firefighter gave us, like, a bunch of waters and Gatorade. That was dope. And at the bottom of the hill, um, the guy was just talking to the crowd, like, yeah, uh, we got, like, complaints about a bunch of riders in the street. Um, but he was cool, though. He was cool. Uh, telling, like, everyone, just stay to the right. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen to y'all drivers. I don't want to get a call like this again. But just stay to the right. Do y'all part. We'll do our part. That was cool. So I didn't, I wasn't there at the time because I was on top of the hill. Rode down. Um, met with the group again. Rode to the mall. Um, we got a, like a police escort to the mall. Rode through the mall. Uh, apparently a kid swerved the car, got uh, hit the car. Um, and it turns out to be the, uh, the car that apparently got hit was an undercover cop. Put around and followed the group, us, maybe like 15 minutes uh, back towards home. And then we, those sirens were on, no announcements were made, no one told us to pull over, no one was said like, yo, get off the bike, no one. So we weren't running, nobody. After that happened, we had stopped to get beverages at a gas station. And the video y'all seen is at the same gas station. We didn't stop because we were told to, we stopped because we were thirsty. It was time to stop. We stopped. Um, the same car that uh, apparently got hit, the cop jumped out. Uh, I kind of like, yo, what's going on? Like, I'm the leader. Like, what's going on? And I seen in his face, like, I'm not looking for you. I'm looking for the kid to hit my car. I'm like, oh, man. I turned around. I started looking, like, back what he's doing. He was just scanning the whole group. Locked eyes with the kid. Started chasing after the kid. Kid started running. Um, uh, got his bike, tried to jump over a wall. Got stopped. And that's where the video starts uh, that I posted. And that kid was just doing the most. He was doing the most. I was, I was trying to tell the kid, like, calm down, bro. Like, relax. Like, let, let me try to defuse this. I don't like where it's going. Don't like where it's going. I've seen it go wrong on Instagram. I, I don't want that to happen in front of my face and in front of the riders in my city. So I told the kid, like, calm down, relax. And then he, he relaxed. I tried to pull, like, take his AirPods out because – he probably got music, music blasting to the to the max. He don't know what's going on. He don't he don't hear anyone. He probably hears some scream, but he don't hear any directions. So uh, I try to help him like take the earphones out of the ear. And I pushed by a cop. That's whatever. Okay, like all right, do your job. I'll let you do your job. I'll try to help you, but all right. So the cop, uh, they just thing with the kid. I walked through the street and started like recording, uh, just everything that's happening. Wasn't anyone's face, wasn't asking for no badge number, none like that, screaming, none of that. Another cop pulled up, 
Um, and he grabbed me. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Bro? Like, go of me. I get where, like, these cops is coming from because, yeah, you had to, like, kind of beat this kid down and, like, grab him. But me, I, I'm not going to put up a fight with you. You know I'm the leader. You know I walk. I was trying to be front line with every cop all day. And then, like, why are you grabbing me, bro? And then after you grabbed me, I still didn't, like, pull away from him. I'm like, yo, well, don't let go of me, bro. Like, I'm here to talk to you. I'm like, well, what are you doing? He said, you're not being arrested. You're being detained. I'm like, like okay, like, you can let go of me, though. I'm here to talk to you, bro. He's like, let's talk over here. I'm like, all right, yes, sir. It's, like, super, super clear in the video, like, everything that was happening. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Every every yeah. voice. I even put uh, um, subtitles, like, what's happening. So no one, no one gets it twisted. You can't read that. It's so crazy because, like, like, I'm seeing, I mean, it, it like, uh, Isaac, and you saw it, too. And we're hearing this stuff, like, so it's, like, this is not the first time with, you know, that there's going, there's things that have gone on in Modesto. Then there's Vacaville. Then there's a little bit in Stockton, you know, I'm not saying there was a lot, but it's just like it, the crowds are growing. The gatherings of bike life riders are growing. If there's an issue with 200 riders blocking, you know, an intersection, cause they're riding through a light and people have to wait. Um, six months later, those 300 people are now 800 people. And so, you know, the community and the police department and the riders, you know, it's just like everything's the, the tensions are growing, the escalations are, are getting greater and the police are getting less like um, tolerant, if that's the word, Isaac. I mean, is that is that? Yeah, I mean, dude, they're they're getting the police are getting calls and, and they're like, oh, man, so bikes again. You know what I mean? Like, that's frustrating for them. They're not. There's no cop is going on duty going. Do you want know sounds fun? Chasing bikes. Not a single cop has that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're they're going to they're going to get calls. And if it, here's the basics of, of like, if you really think about law enforcement, here's the basics. People call if it's an emergency, like I need your help because someone's trying to kill me or something to that matter. So. They're getting a bunch of calls about some kids on bikes and we're all going to sit back and go, I'm just trying to ride my bike. But like, when I say that it also comes with an asterisk that, and, and there could be a kid that's like 10 bikes behind me, this, this swerving a car. All right. And so they're going to call the cops. Cops are going to come because, you know, someone's, someone knows the mayor, right? Someone, they have to stop the information, like the, the the community from going nuts and going into the mayor and all that nice, stuff, right? Nice. You know what you know what I mean though, dude. Like the more it's, the it's, it's, it's gonna show up on you, someone's Facebook page. Yeah. Like care there's nothing you guys, old people have nothing to do right now. Like we're we're sitting around on Facebook ready to be angry about something. And if you give me bikes, dude, I've watched people I watched people argue on HOA sites two days ago about who puts their garbage out the correct way in the right order. Like that's the level of arguments that like Karen's are at right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's crazy (laughs) times, dude. Like people have been bottled up in their house for nearly a year now. Tensions are high. Like people are going like out of their minds. And so like when in Modesto, DZ, um, there was like a report, there was something like 63 calls for service to nine one one. It's like the police department's got their hands tied too. Like, we have to like respond, you know? Right. But then again, the bike life scene in Modesto, um, 
are like, we're just out trying to ride our bikes. We're trying to get out of our house. We're trying to be a community as well. Um, we're trying to keep an organized ride where there's like three or 400 people, like I said earlier, and it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, so it's like, everybody's got their like point of contention, the police, the community <laughs> and bike life all have yeah. some type of point of contention. I, that's I that's to, where I, like crazy situations help you learn and find the answers to that right there. Because after that little event happened, uh, the cops that had, uh, had to do with the incident, there was like their attitude and perspective changed after they interrogated me and asked me what's happening. Cause from their perspective, and it's all about perspective, like the Karens and everything that's happening, the cops, people that call in, it's all about perspective. So the cops at the time when this was happening and they had, uh, from their perspective, this is around the time there was riots and protests. Their head like, oh, kids doing reckless stuff next to cars in our city. Got all these cars. Let's go put a stop to it. And then let's do it the way we know how to do it. But at the same time, when they were, when this kid was uh doing what he was doing, uh, getting arrested. And I, w- I was in jail for seven hours after the whole thing. And that time I was thinking like, man, how could I make this different? How could I make it different? Uh, how can I make it better next time? And then where I could make it better was tell all the kids to calm down, relax, stop jumping in their face, stop making them feel um, endangered. Uh, just give them some room. If, if we calm down, they'll calm down. They don't get defensive. They won't come grab me like we animals because we jumping around. They jumping around, uh, yelling, cussing, all that. So I'm pretty. I I, I know it for a fact. I could have put a stop to what happened to me. I could have changed their perspective instantly instead of having them arrest the kid, arrest me, and then waiting an hour after for them to talk to me. And the same thing with, I know Tom, for a fact, has it locked down in uh, Santa Cruz because the last ride I went to, I don't think we had any issue with cops. I'm pretty sure him or uh, his entity talked to the cops and let them know what's happening. Yeah, he I did. didn't do he does like a, a um, every year he like, like after the ride out um, from what I remember him saying, right. Isaac, he like, he'll go into the, the chief of police office in Santa Cruz and be like, well, how'd that go? You know, like they'll have a conversation, but they also have a pre-ride conversation as well. Like, Hey guys, this is coming up. We were going to, here's, here's what we're expecting. Here's the numbers we had from last year. Here's this year. What can we do? Um, to build better community relations? What can we do to build better relations with the police? You know, he's having that conversation before and There's after. a dialogue. Yeah, there's definitely a dialogue. So that's kind of like, like what you were saying, DZ. Exactly. Okay. I mean, that's where it starts, but, uh, like relationships. Like not every city is going to have the same issue with bikes. Not everyone on bikes is going to have the same issue. But if you have the ability just to kind of prevent that, you can't. I'm pretty sure uh, uh, roadies, mountain bikers, aren't having the same issues we're having. Nope. So I'm pretty sure there's a way to do it, and it's possible to change their perspective. You know? They yeah. weren't born like that. People weren't born hating bikers. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, a couple things. Like, lockdown is going to be over sooner than later. 
people are going to be able to go out and actually breathe and enjoy life again. And so I think the, the, you know, you got a bunch of people that are locked up. You got a bunch of people that are hyped up on riots because they've, they've watched the news media and they've consumed all of it. And from whatever political slant that they have, they've probably been watching news articles that slant that way. And so basically it's just a lot of people that are like, they see a group and they're like storming the Capitol or just like I saw on TV when they, they, you know, rioted this, they don't understand what, what our intentions are and that's okay. They'll, they'll figure it out. You know, they'll, they'll get close to it. Yeah. Isaac, remember, um, I went DZ, I went down to LA, um, for that, for the 4130 subway series ride. It got local news attention. We were on the like news that night. And it was like, they were like, what is going on here? Is this a protest? What, why are all these people on bikes? So like Isaac was saying, man, that's a great point because most people are like, we're conditioned, getting conditioned to think like any mass gathering has to be some type of riot activity or, or, you know, protest or the question of, is this one of those things? Yeah. You know? And so the public's misconception, like you said, it's all about perspective. Yeah, dude. So I want I, I have I want to kind of take the interview in a in a, a bit of a left turn because I'm dying to know about your bike, dude. I don't know uh, anybody that that has a throne here in Phoenix. I've called. I've I've actually emailed uh, Ike before to find out, like, dude, are there is there a throne in Phoenix? And he's like, bro, I got one dealer and they don't have any goons. He's like, they wow. got track bikes, but they don't have any goons. Um, so, dude. Tell me about like your bike and how, like how you're specifically like your model, how much input did you have on that? Um, it's good to see you back on a, on a, uh, a sh- like a shorter, fatter bike. Um, yeah. because that's what I'm used to seeing. And I really think like, dude, you're great on 29, but the, the poetry really hits dude on that 27.5, bro. Like I gotta I'm be glad honest. It does. I'm yeah. glad it does. So Mm, the bike. Lost sight of the question. Oh yeah, tell me, tell me about like you know how like we'll start at the beginning. Oh, tell the me input, about, input, uh, input. Yeah, how much input you had? Um, so this bike came out September. I first seen it in uh, in March, was month before September. Yeah, September's March. October. Yeah, August. I first witnessed August. it. August is before September? Yeah. August. Yep. Right before. August. August. That's the first time I've seen it with my eyes. The actual bike. The the physical bike. So this bike was supposed to come out months, um, almost a year prior to when it did drop. But when the coronavirus hit, it, it messed up production with the current bikes. It messed up production on the new bikes. So... With that, that screwed everything up. But at the same time, that just gave us more time to see what's popping. Because one day, 29 should be popping. Next day, 26 it might be popping. That gave us more time to like decide what we want to do. It gave me more time to learn about the business side of you know a, a bike warehouse, a bike company. Because I would bring them colors, numbers, um, components that wouldn't work just because that's how business is. Uh, if I bring the rainbow bike and that bike would never sell, they're not going to do it. I wouldn't want them to do it either. I want to I wanna do what works for me, what I like, and what works for business. 
I wanted a, a, a gloss black tire bike, but then I guess matte black sounds better. So I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. We got a gloss fork on it. That's dope. But yeah, like the bike was supposed to come out months ago. Um, the first time everyone was supposed to see the bike was the, at the Santa Cruz ride. But the bike was an hour away in customs. We couldn't even touch them. So I feel like everything happens for a reason. At the same ride, that's when SC showed their new bikes as well. But that would have been kind of weird, in my opinion. So like I said, everything happens for a reason. And then the bike dropped September 27th. Um, it was dope. It was crazy. It sold out super fast, super, super fast. I think under an hour. Um, it was lit. I love seeing people on my bike. Uh, but the input I had, it was kind of rushed. And then again, of course, I didn't have everything, everything I wanted because I didn't know too much about the business side. I didn't put into consideration putting top notch brakes on the bike would be, you know, it's not just a hundred dollar brake system on the bike it's a hundred times with how many, how many bikes you make so right so like, there, there, there's so many more learn. like there's so many more layers to the onion you know like every time you want like if you were to build your dream bike like you were probably thinking in your mind like okay i want this brake system i want these tires i want these handlebars i want and you fill in all the gaps right like the costs are exponentially <laughs> yeah. larger congratulations dude. that's a six thousand dollar bike yes easy. so that's that's a a fast you know to the wolves introduction on the business of you know putting bikes together and stuff so so the first time that you actually got to see the bike was in august right yeah um so you put this thing together like came up with all your compromises like you know uh, here's what i want but here's what we were going to compromise on yeah so the first time it rolled off uh the sh the factory floor and on and into your hands you hadn't even ridden a prototype at that point right i did but the prototype we had was a 27.5 uh 2.2.0 or 2.3 it wasn't a fat wheel officially so i had tested the frame out frame was dope um love the feel uh i just love how it felt but then it didn't feel like a fat wheel bike because it wasn't so when the bike came um it felt just like a 27.5 like it should we do have stuff to improve on of course because people don't like they don't realize throne has not been in the game as long as sc bikes not at all they started with track bikes track bikes um fixed gears light bikes you know stuff like that so not into bmx so when they did the bmx number one uh uh bulk set the release is not going to be perfect but we do improve every colorway every model every year so then again this is our first fat bike so no it didn't come perfect we still have some geometry to uh, mess with components to add so there's improvements coming for sure so it's a ride and not a slide right definitely a ride <laughs> yeah dude how hard dude how hard is it when you see your bike and you're like oh man why'd you change the bars <laughs> um, <laughs> what's that like it's, i mean i'm the same way like if you look at my bike right now you see uh night bike components on it you'll see uh bullseye it's not necessarily i don't like how my bike rides because i'll definitely ride my bike stock no problem because that's how i want my bike i want my bike to be kind of what i ride so once you get my bike 
you're behind my bars. You ride what I you you feel what I feel, basically when you buy my bike. Um, so when I get parts, mostly or all the time is is from my uh my sponsors, uh the brands who support me, but I, that's always been my thing: changing parts of my bike, even yeah. when it I don't need it, I'll just give it away because it's. A I relate dope to part that my so bike. much. I relate to that so much. Right. You know, one of the things, uh, DZ, like, I think it was around 2017 or 18, uh, was one of my first ride outs. It was Santa Cruz. And um, one of the things I noticed right away, because I really wasn't like involved in the ride out scene because I was brand new to it, but like I was noticing like this team that was there, this crew that had on like um, a jersey, like a tank top jersey, and mimicking like an LA Dodger uniform, but it said um, goon on it, right? And on the back was names, and it was like you, Jacob Santos, Block Boy, and right. I wish I could remember some other guys. Like, so that crew has been pretty tight for quite some time, um, and doing a lot of things like out in the community, doing merch giveaways, doing things like rideouts, and and doing like demos and stuff. Like, was there anything that was planned for 2020 with the Goon Squad that didn't get to happen that you guys are now? um pushing into 2021 or is there just like a whole new um schedule for you guys um coming up this for year sure for sure like something we did stop in 2020 was the goon tours so when you've seen us in santa cruz that wasn't a goon tour necessarily we just popped up but we that's why we got the jerseys for goon tours goon tours is we do a tour uh we go to it we drive or fly to a different city state every month and just ride with the locals. We did one in Sacramento, uh, a lot in SoCal, one in Florida, Vegas a couple of times. We didn't get to do that at all. Just we, everyone on my team, including me, was really pushing to do it and want to do it anyway. But then again, on the business side of things, I don't want to get a phone call. Oh, my kid has coronavirus and he was at your ride out. Right. So that's also where it taught me, like, oh, damn, that is a possibility. It is like a high risk for anyone who's there and for me as well. So yeah. just knowing, like, what if we did do the tours where we didn't stop? How bad could could I have been sick? Could fame been sick? My boy Breezy, anybody. So like I said, everything happened for a reason. I'm glad we didn't because that would have been a bad look if we just didn't stop what we're doing and took a break. And we did take a break. We don't do them, but we do have some stuff coming soon. Um, one in Arizona, near, near. near. <laughs> How far are you from uh, Tempe? Dude, Tempe. I have an office in Tempe. I'm I'm literally 10 minutes from Tempe. Um, So nothing is official right now. Go on. Uh, there's no necessarily flyer for it, but we should be coming there. Me and my, uh, my team right now. Um. My guy, Fame, uh, Don Lopez, Black Boy Fame, Don Lopez, C Breezy, uh, CJ Chakara, same thing. Um, and I are trying to do like a like a little tour type thing where we ride different cities. Uh, not necessarily tied into the Goon Tour, but just our own thing. But, is there yeah. is there a shop? Is it associated with the shop? I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, we you let me know. You let that. me know, dude. I'll I'll, I'll make sure that that uh, everyone gets taken care of, and and we go to good like, we'll go get some yes, good. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you all the good spots. Sounds good. But yeah, 
Um, right now, it's just kind of kind of calm right now. Don't want to jump the gun with anything right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause just because it's a new year doesn't mean anything is necessarily changing. Um, I was just, you know, I was stoked last year to see you guys, you know, so active out in the community. And then, you know, obvious, obviously the, the coronavirus hit and things just, the whole world changed, you know, yeah. er, everybody's life changed. And, you know, I'm, I'm foreseeing, like Isaac said, things will, you know, resume soon, right? I just wanted to make sure we're going to be able to see you guys. Like, I want to see if there was a tour. Are you guys going to do something different? And it sounds like, you know, the, the team is still locked in and there will be stuff coming up. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. 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 I love, dude, I different, love. different content and then doing different stuff. I, I love traveling. So does my team. So I love, and then again, I love interacting with my, my, uh, my supporters. So traveling is just really, I enjoy it for sure. Meeting new people, riding different places. So I look forward to traveling more this year, but doing it safely. Let me ask you this, dude. For somebody that is a uh, a big fan of the goon, the 29er, and they're also a DZ fan, and they're like, man, should I get the should I go for the XL? Should I not go for the XL? Um, give me give me some some pros and cons, man. If if somebody's somebody's looking to make a you know get a new bike purchased what would you say is the difference if I'm used to a 29? Cause for me, the 27.5 is home. It feels like a BMX bike I grew up with so much more uh, agile and easy to to move around on right. flatland and freestyle tricks are way more fun, but I don't know if that's just me, dude. And then I see you riding one and I was just like, all right, man, let's go. So, so what, what would you say are the differences for you at your skill level? So what I would say to a kid that asked me like, which one should I get? I would literally say you have to ride both of them and see what you like. Just because this is my signature bike, my face on it, I get something if you buy it. But if you don't like how this feels and you'd rather ride 29er, ride the 29er. I don't want you to ride my bike. I want you to ride what you like. But to be like some some bullet points, like if you were to ride um, me hopping off a 29er to a fat wheel, 27.5, it's a little more, I would say it's like a, not more slow, but more cruising, like more cruise, like more cruising. As fighter wheels, it covers more the ground, less aerodynamic than the uh, 29ers because it's like, it's like really skinny. So something like that. If you like going fast, don't, don't buy a uh, fat wheel. Uh, goes over bumps like, like, like nothing. Um, I would just say just ride it. it it's hard to explain because some might not like how it pedals. Some might not like how it pulls up. Some might not like how it rides in certain uh, terrains because all bikes do come with different tires. So, like, I would say ride a bike, ride a 27.5. But if you ride in the dirt a lot or you ride in uh, the rain a lot, you, it might come with some thick slicks or something like that. So for that little reason, you might not like the 27.5. So it's just like ride what you feel comfortable with, ride what you like. Yeah, like definitely. It. And and Isaac, it has to, I mean, it definitely has to go with your, you know, your style of riding, what you and really what you're doing on a bike. Like you and I, Isaac and I have been through like several bikes, man. And we own like maybe five bikes that are similar or the same model. And we both have different feedback on it. Like Isaac's favorite bike 
is the PK Ripper 27.5. I like that bike as yeah. well, but I also have, and he has it, but I got a um, SE Fat Quad with, with 3.5 tires on it. 3.5, dude. It was like, you know, super fat tires. And I like right. that bike for something totally different than I like the um, PK Ripper for. So it's like, I, you know, you nailed it. Go out there and ride both of them, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people can't just go out and buy, you know, every style or type of bike. But if you're on a ride out and you see a bike you like and you want to try it, you know, make friends and ask if you can ride their bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know it wasn't the answer you expected, but like, it's just like, it's hard to tell you what you would like. Only you would know. Like you said, like you ride the same model bike, but we both have the different feelings, like how it feels. I'm exactly. a, dude, I want to try one out, dude. I'm definitely, I'm interested in trying one out. I want to see what it's like. Cause I love 27 fives. Um, okay, right. dude, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have my final question for you. Uh, and, but it's a two part. Okay. So first tell me who support, like give a shout out to your sponsors. Tell me who's supporting you right now. And I have a follow up question about JT racing. My biggest sponsor right now is my mom for sure. Diana Wynn. Um, yeah. Since since my uh my career has grown, she's been a big part supporting what I do. Uh, I'm under her roof, you know. Back back then, it would be like, "Yo, mom, could I go ride?" And she would be the one letting me go ride. If it weren't for her, or if she if she wanted to say no and said no, I couldn't go ride. I couldn't make my content. I couldn't get better. Couldn't prosper. Uh, she was the reason why. Uh. I first got my big bike. She gifted me with my uh my first big bike. When I was riding 20-inch no brakes, hand me down from my uncle. My first sponsor, her biggest sponsor. My other sponsors, Bro Boys BMX, Jimmy's Bikes, Throne Cycles, JT Racing, MP Bag, um, U-Lock. Shout out to all of them for sure. I love it. Now, here's my follow-up question about JT Racing. Bro, those new pants. The new leathers that are coming out. <laughs> I see you all over the ads, bro. You got to tell me what, how are they legit? What am I, what am I going Unfortunately, forward to? Unfortunately, they're new to our eyes, but those are vintage pants. I oh, tried you, my hardest to, to keep them after the shoot, but they wasn't having it. Now you're talking to me and Isaac, two old school dudes. We seen those pants when they came out in the eighties. Uh, and when you were debuting them with JT racing on their, um, on their uh instagram or wherever it was yeah. showing up isaac and i literally had to call jt like when are those coming in you know like they are right. real lewin yeah yeah we called lewin right away like you know we need to have those right like two ogs from the 80s and, and so. for sure yeah i love them like the cow print with the padding on it it was just like i've never had on a racing outfit a racing suit i don't know how it feels but those pants is like riding pants i wonder I, I know why y'all wear them now or y'all used to wear them now but those are fire for sure yep yep all right hey thanks for being here tonight i'm gonna have craig ask his final stuff but if i don't get in um dude thanks for coming out thanks for showing up thanks for i appreciate it for sure everything that you do to 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 grow bike life and show people an alternative way to do it that that shows hey you can be positive and you can still follow your dreams and you can still influence people. I appreciate that. I love the, that just watching you prosper over the last year, watching you go from, you know, Hey, I've got, I'm, I'm on this team to I'm leading this team. I have my own model. I have multiple hustles, dude. 
a grown a grown person would have a hard time keeping up with everything that you do and you do it so well at so young so dude congratulations on your your success earned not handed down like you've earned every accolade that you get you right I, I hope it. you take a moment to appreciate it yeah I think I texted you that that the night of your your uh the the bike unveiling and I was like dude congratulations make sure you take a moment to take it all in you're going to want to remember it when you're my age yes, and sir. uh dude congratulations brother appreciate it thanks for coming on thank you man and having me yep yep Craig yo man I got to say DZ bro one of the things I like most about hearing you tonight was just the fact that you know um you being a role model, you you being aware of that and not denying it and knowing that you're influencing a lot of people out there and being self-aware of how you're, you know, you're handling yourself. Um, sure. The fact that leaders, you know, leaders are not necessarily um, um, told their leaders, they show it, you know, they, they lead by example. And one of the things that um, moved me tonight was how you sat there after an incident an incident where you had to rethink like, what could I have done? Like most people would have sat there in my opinion. And I know I would first extremely angry, pissed off and all that, but you were like, you know, reflecting on yourself, bro. That, that just shows like when, when I heard this week that uh, when I was having a conversation and I told someone that you were coming on the show, they were like, that dude is, he's a role model. He's a leader. I knew you were, but just hearing it come from you tonight, bro. I know that you're not just talking about it you're showing it. And so that to me, you're, you're an influence to me, brother. Um, and I'm 48 years hey, old. Bro. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being here tonight on big bike BMX, man. Um, I, I just really appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you both for having me. It was, it was dope. I'm glad, I'm glad I got to say what I had to say. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm, I'm with you, Craig. I heard here's what, here's my takeaways. Be humble always be yourself, be authentic, hustle, look for ways to be different and stand out from the crowd and always be like, look for the positive side of everything that you go through. And that's, that's, that'll get you somewhere pointed in the trajectory that, that DZ's on. So congratulations again. Sorry. Appreciate you being Thanks, here. Bro. Craig, why don't you send us out, bro? You got it, man. Hey, thank you, DZ. A special shout out to our special guest tonight, DZ. Uh, from Throne Cycles, doing his thing out there in bike life and in life in general. Big Big Bike BMX wants to thank everybody for showing up here. We want to thank you guys for showing up to the show and to the live chat. If you are streaming as well and you want to listen to us outside of the house, check us out on all your favorite uh, uh, platforms like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Thanks again for showing up. We want to give a special shout out to our show's sponsors, we have Night Bico. We've got Phoenix Bike Company, Crush BMX, JT Racing USA, Etney Shoes. Isaac, who else did I miss? Ride Out Supply. Ride Out Supply. Man, we, I always leave one out, dude. Thank Ride Out, ride out Supply. Same. same. Yep. <laughs> ride Out Supply uh, and Old Bones Therapy. Shout out to yes, our sir. newest sponsor, Old Bones Therapy. Old Bones Therapy. So you guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for being in the live chat tonight. Uh, you know, we, we love you for being there and we love you for hanging out and chatting. Hopefully these are, you're welcome to come out to the live chat. When we air this, we'll definitely promote it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Welcome to come and hang out. We've seen you there before. So happy to do that. Best of luck in 2021. 
uh, continue to do big things. I'm about to go make a, a I'm going to send a DM, dude. I want some new pads. Now I've been thinking about the whole show. <laughs> so anyway, y'all take now, care. So it's kind of easier. Our, uh, yeah. Shout, okay. I'm glad we brought this up. Shout Wait, out. Shout out how to find you, man. Show, how do I get there? Um, For patteries, um, the mercury, the calories, dz.com. That's D-E-E-Z-Y-S.com. You can see all that there. Find it there. Yes, sir. All right, you guys. I'm gonna do this super fast. I got one. Qu- I got one last thing. It's actually a request. C- go ahead, Deezy. Can we get a yes, sir? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. No cavalry. There we go. <laughs> shoppery right here. That's get a shoppery. all this right here. I'm gonna be spending a little bit of time here tonight, and a little mm-hmm. bit of time here. So, you guys, head over to Deezy. DZs.com, D-E-E-Z-Y-S.com, and grab some merch, grab some pads, get a little piece of this man's entrepreneurial spirit and support what he's doing. You love him, DZ. All right, Craig, thanks for being here tonight. Thanks to your wife. Appreciate it, man. Same, brother. We'll talk soon.